I am unashamed. What about you? So this is the first post uh, duck season mm-hmm. episode because you know it, when we when it kind of comes down to the end of duck season, it affects our our podcast recordings. It, it affects everything. So I'm I'm down here, Jason, my southern command center. I call it the Southern Lair uh, in Gulf Shores, Alabama, because you know I'm married to a woman that loves to be in Gulf Shores more than she loves to be in West Monroe. So I just have to buy my time. I'm kind of like you. I got split. I got split homes. Well, I mean, we've had something happen that's been the talk around here because on the last day, what what people don't realize is every year of duck season since i told my wife while we were dating when we were dating and it got serious i said look i hunt for 60 days every winter i hunt ducks hopefully i can make my living doing that which did happen but if that's a if that's a problem that's (laughs) (laughs) that's in this so what she came up with once we got married was she was fine with that. And look, I will say this. I've said this before, and I actually got letters questioning whether this was true, but I'll say it again. She has never said a complaining word about me duck hunting for the 60 days. Never. She's never said, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. And not one time. So that's been awesome because we worked that out early. However, what she did come up with is now we used to, I used to shave after duck season because she doesn't like the beard. Of course, then once we had our little duck show, that that ended. So now she came up with this idea that on the last day of duck season, we celebrate. So it's basically a date, which is fine with me because I'm like, and that doesn't mean I don't hunt the last day. So she came up from Austin, uh, and so yesterday was the last day. So now I could either plan a party in the morning before church, which isn't very practical, or in the afternoon. <laughs> and, I mean, it's the day. I'm going to go, honey, but I'm going to come in for church. And So I went with the morning hunt, which produced one, one duck. We were there. You were there. Everybody leaves. Well, Phil and his crew go back. You had your daughter, Phyllis. Who were the participants? I decided not to go on Sunday evening. I had been on Sunday morning. We didn't do much. And I said, late in the year, one last hoorah. I went up and persecuted the brothers. I'm making a jest here. I delivered a lesson for them about you reap what you sow Keep God number one, love God, love your neighbor, be generous toward both. So that was the lesson. <clears throat> Came back down here, and they said, Burley, Burley was the only one there. He said, he said, what do you think about this evening, one last hunt? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I don't think we're going to do much. And they said, well, he put the guilt trip on me. You have your daughter, and she would like to go duck hunting this afternoon. Okay. And I thought about it a little bit. I said, well, who, who's the crew? Stone calls up, and he said, look, I got BK. That's his little second daughter. She's about, you know, three foot tall, about 10 years old. 
deer slayer. She kills big bucks, but she wants to go duck hunting. So Stone said, I'm taking BK, and Phyllis said she wants to go. So, you know, you're her dad. What, what do you think? You know, you, you can bring Burl with you. So the crew was a 10-year-old child. With her a, dad. A 45-year-old missing daughter who showed back up. A dad and his daughter. Yeah, the first time she's ever duck hunted in her life was this duck season. Last day, what are you going to do, Phil? And you I'm had like, Burley, which was kind of a fit. Burley wheel. was trying trying to, because he wanted to one last stand, you know. And, but anyway, he talks me into it. I said, all right, so let's go. So the one end of the duck blind was your buddy Stone. I'm on the other end of the duck blind, and in between was Burley... BK, BK, a ten-year-old girl, and the and Phyllis, the, and Phyllis that we haven't seen in our life except this year. Your By point the way, being, these aren't accomplished. It was the anniversary of her showing up was yesterday. Perfect. See, from my perspective, look, here's what happened. Because when y'all shot the first pintail, Jay and Burley sent me a text. Of course, I'm in front of a fire with my wife. Look, trust me, I'm feeling good right now. There was more ducks. Hit that duck blind, the pipeline floater, as we call it. We had hunted at one time. Y'all avoided it like the plague. They, and y'all kept saying, they're not there, they're not there. We went out mm-hmm. there, and the water is falling, and it's about a little over knee deep, a little too deep. But I said, well, so you're getting there. We jumped up about 100 ducks at 2 o'clock on Sunday evening. After meeting with the brothers, well, now the brothers and sisters are in a little duck, in a little floating duck blind on the side of the pipeline over there, and the ducks descended out of the heavens. Literally, they just came from every direction, and I'm like, I said, I hate that old Jace is going to miss this. I well, said because let me, let this me. is a happening in the last two or three hours of duck season. The teal hit us, the mallard hit us, the pintails hit us. The widgeon hit us. There were no woodies. It was all pintails. Mallards, so y'all smoked them. Y'all have pictures. Teal. They'll y- y'all to post some of those pictures they shot because they were sending me these pictures. But I want to read you a text that I, this is a good thing about having a cell phone. You said there's very few good things. I have one. Okay. At nine thirty, I sent a text to Burley and Jay. The text reads, "I recommend." that y'all go to the north end of the pipeline. Here is the brush in the boat. Stone left that bit of information out. He said, yeah. we ought to go to the north end of the pipeline because <laughs> I'm always in to hunt the pipeline floater, whether we kill a duck out of it or not. So I'm, I'm saying, even though I wasn't there, you I were, felt like I participated in leading the posse <laughs> to the location <laughs> Of where it, it could go down. It and was I, a ragtag crew of individuals that made that duck hunt. Ten-year-old kids and, you know, middle-aged women. You're like, okay, all right, yeah, we'll go have a big time. But here's what I want to say. Now, was I shocked that y'all killed a lemon of mallard pintails? Yes, just mainly for the fact that I didn't think you had assembled enough people to actually shoot the ducks even if they came in so i was stunned look we were had we had uh how to kill a duck on the water instructions no bk all right now you see that duck he's sitting on the water he's swimming away start shooting at him 
boom, wow, maybe a little high type time. But they, they, so the next one come in, you go Stone through the same. was coaching his 10-year-old daughter how to kill a crippled duck on the water, which I thought was interesting. Well, here's what Phyllis, I Phyllis, she was just looking around like, man, I know now why y'all do this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you look up, it'd be about 30, 40 teal just mm. in your face that we didn't even see them coming. You know, it was, yeah. it was women, men and women. So the, to clarify, wait a minute, just to clarify, BK is 13. She okay. looks like she's 15, but she's actually 13. She, she is a good shot, although she has a duck coming. But she, she told me last night, she called me, she was so proud. She said she killed two green winged teal is what she said. Yep, she but did. I don't know. She, yeah, which was really good. But, you know, what, what was uh, Hard to amazing. tell when everybody, boom, 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 Well, oh, le- right. legally, legally, you are supposed to ascertain who shot what, despite the fact that there's six people shooting in the same direction. At 40 on, different at teal. 40 different Hard numbers. to tell who exactly got what. So let me say this I'm again. Sure, though, I'm I noticed it with Phyllis the, the, when I hunted with her this year. The hardest thing to anticipate about duck hunting, especially when you've got ducks coming in, is the speed in which it all happens. You are yes. correct. I mean, it, it's literally, it happens so fast. So split, if seconds. You, split, split seconds. Split seconds. Split seconds. If you haven't hunted much, you can't anticipate that. So yeah. I noticed every time we did a blah, 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 and she's just getting up. Because That's it was right. all happening so fast, and it's hard to just. Well, I just wanted to say I had zero disappointment in what happened. I, I'm I'm glad y'all shot them. What stood out to me more than y'all shooting the ducks and you know me missing out on it. I mean, I've hunted the 59 other days. I missed two or three, I think. And so I look at the big picture. But what I saw was you and your daughter having. A good time. Jay and his daughter. Burley, probably some uh, a need for counseling in the future that he's duck hunting <laughs> uh, a thousand miles from his family. I'm just kidding. I mean, they got a deal. He comes over. He makes extra money. They go back. Hey, sometimes it, it works out. But And I was with my wife, which was awesome, and we were celebrating like we do traditionally every year the end of duck season because it is a grind. And it is a strain on everybody due to the lack of sleep and just the scheduling. It, it's just what well, she calls it an ordeal. You so, have to, you have to be acclimated, which takes a, a, a time frame. When you first start, if you're going to do this every day, uh, and you meet with the brothers on Sunday morning. So that gives you a little time. If you want to hurt early, right. then if you want to hop over after lunch, after th- share Jesus with people, then you say, okay, then you work the duck hunting in. But I will have to admit, I mean, it is pretty good grind, and it's crawling, walking through mud, fighting the brush, I mean, you know, running down cripples, you know, watching your dog, training him. Oh, it's exhausting, and there's injuries that occur, and it, you know, it's something we've always done. We, you know, we figured out a way to make our living from it, and look, we love it, but I will say this. In the order of importance, we love God more than ducks. Yep. We love people, especially those in our in our relationships. I love my wife more than I love duck hunting. You know, we have an arrangement that a lot of people are envious of, some of my buddies who duck hunt, because they didn't have that. They didn't get that worked out prior to, <laughs> to marriage. <laughs> and they're like, 
they're fussing and fighting. I said, but look, I've proven, and even yesterday, to the fact I would never disrupt, you know, what my wife and I share. She's awesome about my love for duck hunting. And so that celebration was awesome. So I'm just putting it in priority, especially when we get to this, this story in Acts 5. Well, let me say something too, Jace, that <clears throat> I commend Dad um, on you didn't really want to go because I mean, yeah. you didn't think it would be very good because the morning hunt, <clears throat> and yet you did it really because of fellas being there. And, you know, I mean, we missed, you know, we missed all our first half of our life or most of whatever. And so I, I commend you for making that decision really just to do it for her. And of course the almighty blessed you with that by just having the ducks pour into the hole. So, I yeah. mean, wow. Well, there's a certain, huh. uh, uh, the, the last day of duck season, there's a certain amount of weariness that has crept in going all the way back to November 20th. Now it's the last day of January and you not you have not missed a beat, just going, 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 going. Very rarely, maybe two or three on Sunday mornings, we'd say, well, let them rest. We, they would come back later. But we, 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 are, we are diligent in, in our in our. Oh, I mean, but look. now, I mean, really, they, they, they bombed that thing yesterday, and I was really surprised that many ducks came in. It was almost like, you know, a, a spiritual thing. Yeah. I know well, this. I'm going to bring this all together after we take a break. So I don't know how this works with the genetics of going bald because in our family our grandpa was bald remember he was i mean like he didn't have much hair at all even younger than us and then some of my uncles were that way my uncle harold but then through dad we're all hairy and you know hardly losing our hair i I don't know what the uh, someone i'm sure knows the genetics of it all but i know for those that lose their hair uh you know it stinks so one of our sponsors that's been with us from the beginning is keeps.com Basically, they try to help you hold on to your hair. They can't regrow it for you, but if you're starting to lose it, you might want to check these guys out. Uh, you go to their website, keeps.com, that's K-E-E-P-S.com slash door. Get 50% off your first order uh, for all their hair loss treatments. So uh, if you're going bald and uh, you or you don't want to lose any more hair, you might want to give these guys a shot. Keeps.com slash door. Hang on to your hair. Just to remember this, my son preserves sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. Sound judgment and discernment. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. Remember, preserve sound judgment and discernment. You weigh these things. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the, you know, look at America now. I've never seen this many people run around with this much fear since I've been on the earth. Well, have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. 
For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. You yeah. read texts like that and you say, you know what? Jesus, number one, no doubt about it. Whatever you're into, what could be coming, so something out of the blue. So yeah. I, I read think, these texts and I and I live by them, and we all do, Jason. We're better yeah. off for it. Is all I can say. I think the the duck season played out like a movie at the end. You know how they identify the characters. I mean, this was your first duck season with your daughter. Who 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 would know that she loves duck hunting? I mean, as far as your five kids, she's probably. It's me and her, then maybe Al, and then it drops off significantly down to Willie, who cares nothing about duck hunting. I mean, he likes to hunt. He's a, he's more of a deer hunter. I mean, yeah, too. <clears throat> but it looks like a movie to me where at the end we are with the relationships that matter. You know, Jay with his daughter and Phil with his daughter, and I was with my wife. And even though I missed it, which is kind of funny because they sent me a picture every couple minutes of something that they had just shot. It, I kept wanting. They mean in stone and stone and burly constant. They I, were hoping, Jace, they were hoping to get a little under your skin. Let's face it. That's why yeah, they were trying to, they were, but I was, I kept chuckling. I'm like, that's awesome. Great. That's <laughs> awesome. But what I was thinking was act like you've been there before. Act like you've been there before. Don't do the, now, you don't have to do the Billy White Shoes dance. Well, they, he, they were sort of spiking the ball, as they said. Yeah. yeah, but I'm like, you know what? I never worry about that on the way it all worked out. I was just glad they came because we were wondering, where are they at? You know, we thought we were going to get them that morning, but we knew they were there. They decided yeah. to move at 2 o'clock, but we learned something. Sometimes, you know, ducks move on their own time for whatever reason and trying to figure that out is way more fun than just quitting and saying, ah, they're not yeah, coming. We pull, we pull. Well, with your advice to stone, we pull a Barrett Satterley on that little wire. Yeah. He's a friend well, of I mine. Want to one, I want to mention one thing. Uh, Jay sent me a picture of fantastic picture. I, Cause I only got one and it was last night, Jay's <clears throat> and it was dad and stone and BK and then, of course, they had that big rack of ducks. I saw those pintails saying there. I thought, man, pintails, that's unbelievable. But, you know, I looked at that and I thought, what activity, how many activities are there out there when you can have four generations? If I had been in that picture, we would have four generations of family, Dad. You, you to me, to my son-in-law, to my granddaughter. So she's your great-granddaughter. Four generations that could be involved in an activity and enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, what, what what else is there out there that that's even? I don't even know of anything else that, uh, other than something like this, something hunting or something that you could even do. By the way, Al, uh, uh, this thing about long life make your path straight. Uh, keep my commands, God said, in your heart. Now check this out: for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Well, you know, prolong your life. I mean, I'm sitting there with my great-granddaughter yesterday, BK, was sitting there, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm 74. I said, if I'm not careful, BK's 13, you said. I mean, she could be married and have kids, so I'm looking at great-great-grandchildren. <laughs> I mean, so it's a pretty cool thing because with her, 
those pictures we took yesterday with the ducks and she was sitting there, you know, and had her face paint on, you know. Well, you think about that, you say, she'll remember that the rest of her days on the earth. She'll remember days like that. She killed a big old 13-point buck this year along yeah. with you know, yeah. the other deer. So well, that was my whole point in view of Romans 1 where it says, you know, a famous verse that says that God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature can be clearly seen based on that from what has been made, all men are without excuse. But then he goes into this priority list. And when you get out of whack, God, humans, animals, things, then chaos and evil behavior comes from that. And that's why I said that. It was like a movie the way it ended with the special relationships and we're doing it over over something that, God has made that produces a meal for us in the end where people are gathered around. And so when out those priorities get out of whack, you yeah. see what it happens to a culture or society. Did, you, did y'all see what happened last week at Real Foot Lake? Did y'all see that story? I heard about that, about uh, two guys getting being, in a fight. Being oh, shot. They yeah, got in an argument, and I'm assuming it was over hunting, but I you don't know what it oh, was. Oh, it was over hunting. It was, you know, you move. No, I'm not moving. I'm here first. We've been hunting this 100 years, whatever. So a 70-year-old man shoots and kills two 20, mid-20-year-old duck hunters, and there's another <clears throat> guy in the blind with him. He wrestles the gun away from the older man and just butts him in the head with the end of the stock. <clears throat> knocks him out. He he loads up the two guys in the boat to try to get them to the hospital. They both die. Mm. And then I guess the man either killed himself or drowned out there in the lake. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you don't know, you hate to form an opinion over the details of a news story, but it, that's, that's what they say. That's what I saw. And right. I know one thing reason. that's where you have that backwards where yeah you you where you hunt and in your enjoyment you've elevated over people and something well, that's is, why i want to bring it up jace because <clears throat> we're talking about the unity of family and generational blessings and then you come up on a situation like that involved in the same sport we're talking about that mm-hmm. we love we love and we you know in the old days when we public hunted public lands we had some issues sometimes with people but i you know none of us would ever think of doing something like just for somebody to get pushed to the point where it made sense to take two lives over hunting. Yeah. Just, well, that's why I said, you don't know. I mean, your first reaction is somebody does that. I mean, either he's got a screw loose or he's on drugs or whatever, you know, your mind, cause you just think, well, how in the world would you not value human life? Even, even if it was an enemy that you were feuding with over, cause look, we've all, I, I, I was in a duck blind with, Three other God-fearing, Jesus-loving people, and we're hunting. I have a lease on this duck hole. And it was basically a hunting club. And I had made a deal. They said, I said, I'd like to join y'all's hunting club because I want to duck hunt this little lake that y'all have. And I noticed that nobody hunts it. He said, they said, well, how do you know no one hunts it? I said, because I don't hear the shooting. All I hear is deer rifles. Uh, and they said, well, we don't have any room for any more deer hunters. I was like, perfect. I don't want a deer hunt. I'll pay the same thing as everybody else. I'll duck hunt. Does anybody duck hunt there? He said, nope. So I'm in the blind. We build the blind. You built the blind. I'm hunting with three other individuals. 
and I hear a vehicle come come up and boat launch and all this. And it was, you know, this was a redneck boat launch. I just hear the boat hit the water out of the back of the truck. And three guys came up into our decoys. And I said, howdy. And they didn't, they didn't say, hey. They moved in front of our decoys, and there was three little cypress trees, and they started tacking a sign on a tree. And it had a name on it. I said, what are y'all doing? They said, we're claiming this spot. Now, I'm just sitting there thinking, here's four of us with loaded guns, and you're in my decoys, and you're claiming a spot that I've already claimed. Hmm. <laughs> I said, well, this might get dangerous. And I probably shouldn't have said that, but I was like, if you hunt right there, you're 20 yards in front of us. This is, we can't both hunt here. And uh, he said, well, you don't have a sign up. I said, well, I got a 20-foot duck blind, 20 by 20. That is the sign that this spot's been claimed. He said, well, if you'll read the bylaws in the club, you have to put a sign with a name on it, so I'm claiming this spot. So now I had two options. Now, was I mad? Yes. Especially, you know, I have a loaded gun in my hand, and this guy's acting like a complete idiot. But in the end... I decided to choose life over anything else that was crossing my mind. And, you know, we never hunted that blind again. And when the water came up, we got the blind out of there, and I never paid my dues again. And you thought, well, you got bullied. Yeah. But what was the alternative there? You, you yeah. We've obviously thrown logic and reason out the window. Here's a guy coming up with two of his buddies, and they said, we're going to, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, It's a bad situation. That's what I'm saying. And we've seen them like that before. Let's take another break. So uh, I don't know. We have a lot of our sponsors. It's kind of a laugh about it or seem to be centered around sleep. We got mattresses we talk about. We got couches we talk about. And sheets. We, sheets. Like sheets, yeah. you know, go on your bed or, or all these different things. So Bowling Branch. Is uh, been with us pretty good while, and they do really make a high quality product. What's funny is, is Lisa and I were sleeping on Bowling Branch sheets before they ever became a sponsor for our show. They're that good, super soft, um, total comfort quality. You know that they're really good, and uh, I think by now I know Dad has yep. some yeah, because I, I think you do too. Yeah. Excellent, really, really good. So we want you to check these guys out because I'm all about sleep, um, you know, and sleeping well. So you get a fair price uh, when you go check these guys out. 30-day risk-free trial with free shipping and return. So if you don't like it, they'll take it back. Here's what you do. Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L and Branch.com. And uh, you get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code Robertson when you check out. So B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com, promo code Robertson. We've seen them like that before. It's just not worth it. But, you know, I don't know. People are like that in the hunting world, it, it, you know, over a, a, a well, deer stand or I think it's whatever. just the world. Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned that Romans 1. When you exchange the truth of God, which is a love for him, He, you know, and it's not that we love him, 
that that he loved us, the nature of God and how that trickles down into loving other people and having this order of God, humans, you know, things, animals in, in that priority list. He said, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their hearts were darkened. And so I know when somebody's coming through my decoys, they have guns, we have guns, and they're trying to cause conflict that could escalate into somebody dying because it could have happened that quick. You have to think about these principles. But I like how it says they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man, birds, animals, and reptiles. Now, the you know, granted, this is a little different in that they were worshiping just idols that look like this, but it, the practical conclusion is the same one. When you elevate birds, animals, or you know, selfish ambition rather than the immortal God, what happened? God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts and then you have sexual impurity but he gets to 25 and he says they exchanged the truth of god for a lie and worshiped and served create created things rather than the creator because to me that's what it all comes down to so as a pattern proverbs eleven twenty seven: he who seeks good finds goodwill but evil comes to him who searches for it. Those guys were searching, they were searching for evil to, right. to pull a stunt well, like de- that. You described it one time, Dad, because we talk a lot on here about <clears throat> Second Amendment and the right to defend ourselves. And all of us are armed and somebody comes up to try to shoot us, you know, you, you don't want that to happen, but you, you want to be able to defend yourself. Yep. But the idea of searching and looking for, when you described that time they were shooting at your gate, which is about, you know, a quarter mile up the road, Yep. you heard that and your first instinct was, you know, they're attacking your property is to grab your AR and head up there and, and confront them. But, but you then thought about it, thought, you know what, <clears throat> you know, that's different than them trying to attack my house. If I go up there, it's a bunch of redneck teenagers and we have a big shootout and I shoot three or four of them, you know, what, what's that, how's that going to play itself out? And so that's correct. out, well, out well, of wisdom, <clears throat> you didn't search out trouble. That's right. I mean, we're prepared to deal with the evil one, but we don't want to seek it out. I think. Well, it's look, a good way to- and in my case, and I think this is what's happened in our country. A lot of Christians, they look at what I did and, and they're like, well, you should have fought. You were right. You signed the contract. You made the agreement. They're wrong. But I look, look, they've been drinking. I, I could see them drinking. Yeah. They have guns. We have guns. I just thought to myself, is this worth is this worth pursuing? And I thought, no, because it's just duck hunting. And guess what? I'll go hunt somewhere else. It sounds like Proverbs eleven twelve: a man who lacks judgment derides his neighbor. Like, what do you think you do? But a man of understanding, Jace, holds his tongue. Yeah. But I feel that same way in the country. People are like, well, we got to fight to you know, to overcome injustice. And look, I'm all for fighting, but we've focused on the spiritual qualities. I mean, because really when it came down to me seeing those three guys in a boat, I thought they need Jesus. Because if they got Jesus, then their priorities would change and they would realize this is a big lake. I don't mind you hunting there. Just go hunting over there. Go hunt over there. That's just one little glimpse of 
what you said, the whole world. The righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the unfaithful are trapped by evil desires. You say that always they want this, they want your stuff, they're encroaching. It's just a maze of people yeah. saying, you know, I think I deserve this. You don't have, you, you got it, I don't, I want what you have. It just never ends. That's right. A man I, reaps what he sows was the lesson yesterday. Now, I do think there's some things worth dying for. You know, if, if somebody came in there and wanted a conflict and, you know, I, it was about protecting my wife or daughters or, or sons. I mean, there are times, I think, where you say, okay, but yep. duck hunting, where I'm going to duck hunt, that's not one of them. Yeah, that deal in real foot, unfortunately, that, that escalated into what, what happened. It was not worth it. Yeah, and think about what a tragedy. These two young men, I don't know if they had families. I don't know what their situation was. but this And even the older gentleman that shot him, who's now dead as well. I mean, look at the legacy he leaves for his family. It's terrible. Yep. I mean, it's an awful, awful thing that you get pushed to. I think the idea is you always seek a, a peaceful way for any sort of altercation. I mean, that's a good biblical way to do it. Even the founders, because, you know, since we've talked about the capital deal, <clears throat> I've gotten some emails from people that said, you know, I get what you guys are saying about trying to rise above and look at this thing from a spiritual point of view. But <clears throat> our country was founded on, you know, a revolution. Maybe this is the time to stand up and fight. But you got to remember, the founders, they did have a revolution from this authority and king that was, yep. you know, of, of Britain. But then they set us up with a situation to try to solve our differences peacefully. Even protest, they put the word peaceful protest uh, in, in that. So you, you just can't, you, violence is not going to be the answer if you if you follow the founders. Now, you know, we may get to there some point down the road, but I, I don't think we're there now that you Thomas should be. Thomas Jefferson said, as a last resort, uh, That's right. The Second Amendment allowed you to reject tyranny as a last resort. Well, I, 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 you know, so the, the debate would be when's the last resort? That's right. And, and that, that's and I, I get what people are saying. I just me personally, my opinion, I don't think we're there. I think we should still try, you know, do what the founders intended to happen. But the overall thing, you, what you can do is live Jesus every day. <laughs> in your neighborhood, in your home, at your workplace. That's right. The change in the heart is the, is the best way. I mean, but people say, yeah, well, I'll agree with that, but they want to fight. They want to, yeah. but just like Jesus' followers, they want to pick up a sword and defend him, and he's like, hey, hey, hang on. Wait a minute. I came here to give my life. <laughs> yeah, you That's get fine. one dog yeah. running the show. For lack of guidance, Proverbs eleven fourteen. for lack of guidance, a nation falls, Jace, mm -hmm. but many advisors make victory sure. It does need to be spread out, the power. You don't want to get it down to one little small group or one individual. It does not work out well when no, one, one dude's calling all the shots and the people don't ha are not part of the process. That's kind of where that's we right. are in America right now. That's, that's where we seem to be headed. Yeah, Let's and to say... To say we don't ever fight would be a mistake. Uh, when the guy, the shooter came through the neighborhood blasting, I armed myself and went out looking for this guy because I thought, now this is time when you're when shooting. Bullets at, start yeah, through your house. You're hitting shooting the door faces. You, you tend to be a little bit well. 
So, but I, I just say that to say it's not like we're going to the spiritual in every case that comes along. There are times where you have to grab a weapon and defend something because it reaches the level of we can't we can't live like this. So, I mean, even yeah. as far as a country, I can see that reaching a point. Up until this point, in my opinion, no. We haven't reached that level. Is it headed there? Very well may be. But in my opinion, it's not time to storm the whole place and start no, a riot. I, so. I agree with you. That's exactly what I've been saying in response to people that have been asking us about it, you know, because we've been talking about it. You know, it's interesting, Jace, I find that when you look at what you said a minute ago about the disciples wanting to defend because they, you know, they never really got the whole idea of the spiritual kingdom. You know, even when Jesus was leaving, he was explaining mm -hmm. to them again. They kept asking about restoring physical Israel. But, you know, it's interesting that even after the resurrection and ascension, and when you, when you read every one of Peter's sermons, you know, with Peter and John, you know, Acts 2, Acts 3, Acts 4, <clears throat> and also again later, you know, he's still, he's still like to convict these people because these were the people that were standing there saying crucify him. You know, mm -hmm. when Pilate was trying to, it, and Peter even brings it up, that Pilate was, you know, he wanted to let him go. And so he was using that to convict them of their guilt. But it was, it's interesting because, you know, Jesus did say, I came here to die. It's like the apostles, even post-ascension, had a hard time wrapping their brain around that. You know, I, the idea of how it all went down. Yeah, and I, I mean, look, you've got, we keep mentioning these verses, the weapons we fight with are not of the world. I mean, what did he mean by that? I think we're discounting the power of God's spirit, the power of having someone like Jesus as our Lord and having God, the creator of the universe, on our side. I mean, what can happen, the fire and and the culture change that can happen from that being spread through what Jesus did is way more powerful than any kind of orchestrated option as far as a war or i mean that's what he said if you if you're gonna believe in this you're you're gonna believe in this i think it also is a better way to function for our society you know when you read this in acts four you know before we get to this the scary story in acts five a lot of people say well this is they were promoting socialism but actually when you read it he he gave you the 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 clue in how this worked, and I'd I'd like to read it. He, it says in Acts four and verse thirty three, with great power the apostles. Thirty yes, thirty two. All the believers, yeah, that's what I want to say. Were one in heart and mind. Now we know what had united them. You know Jesus and who he is and what he did and what he will do. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had because it comes back to what we started over the duck hunting situ situation. When you're a son or daughter of God, you love people more than things. It, it's just part of it. That happens immediately once you get in. Then it says, with great power, the apostles continued to testify 
to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is way more powerful than any kind of military fortress. Having someone who's unkillable, he's the greatest power there is. Talking about a superpower. And much grace was, was upon them all, which is your way to renew each day when you make mistakes. But here's what I wanted to mention. There were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Now, there's one word that's mentioned twice. Needy. It wasn't some kind of equality-driven thing about we're all going to be on the same page. What they did... Yeah, it was it was not that at all. They recognized those who were in need. That was the the goal, which is what the goal still should be. There are people in need, and we are to help them because we love God and we love people. Here's what said that the best for me, in in lieu of Acts four, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit and the group of individuals you're talking about, the first initial startup of the kingdom, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Now watch this. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore... Here's the key. As we have opportunity, and these people had come together, and they were together in heart, and they were being good to one another. As we have opportunity, there'll be many opportunities, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers, which is what Acts chapter 2 and following the family of believers have officially started. We made the mistake in the religious world, in my opinion. We splintered that, and we turned it into thousands of different denominations, and by doing so, it became much more divisive than it should have been from the from the get-go. I think if they'd have followed Galatians chapter 6, one through 10, if they had implemented that based on the book of Acts, coming together, taking care of the needy. Now, not everybody, just because they got their hand out, that doesn't mean if they're the really they're needy, they reached out to them. It is a good way to roll for any society. And America thinks that money will solve everybody's problem. Well, the difference in what was going on here, <coughs> what's... Hang on, let's take one last break. The difference in what was going on here and what's going on now is all of this came from freedom mm-hmm. in Christ. You know, when you look all the verses up about what we have in where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Yep. It also says don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. But you say, well, well, how are we free? Because it seems like they were coerced into doing that. Well, I don't know where where you see getting at these people compelled by their love of God had placed those things in priorities and they were living them. 
they saw needy people and they thought I am free to help these people in however way I see fit. And guess what? I'm going to sell some land and I'm going to give it to them to distribute to those in need. They, that came from grace. The grace that was given to them compelled them to be generous. So that's the difference in that when you get to Acts 5, the scariest story in the Bible, in my opinion, we had people who didn't have those priorities in line. You know, Ananias and Sapphira, they didn't love God more than they loved each other because they took up <laughs> for each other. You know, there's a line that you cross where, you know, I love my wife, but if she tried to get me to do something that was not godly, I would have to say, wait a minute, as much as I love her more than anything else on the planet, I love God more. I'm not going down that road, which is why I think you have to have this discussion because they do something that resulted in death that set a foundation for the church that we now participate in now, which is, yeah, when you you have the freedom to do all these wonderful things, but when you're trying to do things and come across that you love God and you want people in the faith to say, boy, they look at the heart they have. God's not pleased with that. Now, it's if it's coming, if it's coming from sincerity, okay. To, to dad's point, I think that's exactly what's transpired over 2000 years of sort of church evolution. If you want to call it that is the idea that you don't recognize unity and the needy as easy because now it's, it's so doctrine based that has splintered yeah. all these people. I mean, yeah. think about it. here. It was just super simple. Yeah. Jesus had, had Jesus had died. He had been raised from the dead. These people saw it. And then we're telling these other people about it. There wasn't all this other stuff. And then over the course of time, you, you said it with the guy in the bylaws, it says, well, look, so he goes back and digs up this thing out of this, your bylaws. And next thing you know, you got conflict. That's mm -hmm. what has happened to churches. Yeah, you know, the church, uh, <clears throat> instead of the church performing its duty, reaching out to their neighbors and helping them, we said, oh, let the government do it. And yeah. once the government steps in and the money starts to flow, Al, the money keeps flowing, but the, well, but the poor still remain and poor. guess what? If the <laughs> government loses that priority list, which is God, people, and things, <laughs> you're going to have the same problem. Oh, yeah. But you know why? Look, the, the, our founders never anticipated the government to, to take care of people's personal lives. Never. They never, never even thought that way. Never. They were here to protect us from outside invasion or, or things like that and to govern us. Yep. That, what does that have to do with giving money away? That, that's all come about in the modern era. Yeah, we're still 28 trillion in the hole here, America, and uh, there's still a lot of poor people, a lot of people homeless on the streets. I mean, if you're going to find out who's it, who's in need, it's going to have to be people on the ground in their com communities that are having conversations and are in people's lives trying to get them to stop cutting up. And, and change course and direction. And then you're able to discern who, who are the needy. And it, you know, from us, the way we work with people in our community, it's usually fairly obvious of someone who is truly in need. Yep. You know, one, one of the ladies that y'all helped for years that 
I think we all in some way helped was an old widow lady uh, in an African-American neighborhood who was trying to get kid after kid after kid hooked on Jesus. Oh, yeah. And get and, and she off did drugs. So. She oh, did so. she is awesome. And you say, well, what what did y'all do? We helped her. Yeah. Because she was a warrior for Jesus, and she was, I don't know how old she was. That was a joke because she always looked the same age yep. as years past. Uridale Davis was her yeah. name. Uridale. And she is awesome. So we all helped her and, and other widow ladies in that community. But to me, was that was that not obvious? And I, I would have given her, uh, you know, whatever money that it, the amount wouldn't have mattered to me because I trusted her judgment and the way she carried herself and operated. Would you agree? But yeah, but look, Jace, the reason we did it is because we were close enough to her and other people to to recognize the need. Well, that's my but point. We, you, you can't come up with a program. Because then the people in the world who don't have the right priorities, they're going to try to take advantage of that system and manipulate, which is happening every day. That government money, they're like, ooh, they, when they say that. Think about how ridiculous the setup is. You got a few hundred politicians who are constitutionally there to do a job. The founders set it up that way. Then a few thousand bureaucrats trying to make decisions to help needy people, 350 million of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about a system that's bound for failure. There's no way that a few thousand bureaucrats can know the needs of 350 million people. No, No, it comes down to the church. And you get the way that we're discussing is you get to preserve what makes this country great in the giving people the opportunity to make a lot of money. Why is that bad? They're like, well, because we... We just want a culture where everyone makes the same amount. Nope. Give us a culture where you can have the opportunity to succeed from rags to riches. And then I know that the heart that gives and is generous and that helps people that are truly in need. I know that's come from, that's going to come from a spiritual thing. And that's our big need. That's why that's the weapon we fight with. You want to change the culture, change the spirit. And I think next time we, talk about this next time on the next podcast we will go into that a little bit more because we get introduced to a guy who's nicknamed barnabas which means son of encouragement we'll talk about him but these were achievers even there in the first century these are people that owned some property owned some houses they were able to because they owned stuff and sold it able to help other people but it was their choice to do it and so that'll lead us into this ananias and power story so yeah, the, te- the teaser I'll leave with you is that you never want someone full of the Spirit of the Lord in this day to tell you, based on a lie that you're living, that the men who buried your husband are at the door and they'll carry you out also. <laughs> that means you've gone down the wrong road. It's a bad turn. <laughs> that That's the scary sentence in that in this story. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.